नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय नारायणम नमस्कृत नरम चरोतम देवी सारस्वती व्यास तथोजय उधीर शृण्वत स्वागता पुण्यश्रवणकीर्तन हृदंतस्तोहि अभद्राणी विदुनोति सुहृत्सता नष्टप्राएभद्रेशु निगवत सेवया भगवती उत्तम श्लोके So by regular attendance in classes on Bhagavatam and by rendering of service to the pure devotee, all that is troublesome to the heart is almost completely destroyed. It's almost, it's not completely destroyed, almost completely destroyed. And loving service onto the personality of Godhead who is praised with transcendental songs is established as an irrevocable fact. So today's verse for discussion, Canto six, prescribed duties for mankind, Chapter five, Narada Muni cursed by Prajapati Daksha, text number nineteen. Kalachakram Brahmiti Kshanam. Kalachakram Brahmiti Kshanam. जगत स्वतंत्र स्वतंत्र किसत्कर्मे किम असत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत्कर्मेत
abudasya of one who does not know this principle of time iha in this material world kim asat karma bi bhavet what is the use of engaging in temporary fruitive activities translation by his divine grace shila prabhupad ki jai narada muni had spoken of a physical object made of sharp blades and thunderbolts the haryas was understood this allegory as follows eternal time moves very sharply as if made of razors and thunderbolts uninterrupted and fully independent it drives the activities of the entire world if one does not try to study the eternal element of time what benefit can he derive from performing temporary material activities purport by shila prabhupad ki jai this verse explains the word kshaurapavyam swayam brahmi which especially refers to the orbit of eternal time it is said that time and tide waits for no man according to the moral instructions of the great politician chanakya pandita aisha kshana ekopi nalabhya swarna koti bi nasen niraktakam nitihi kacha khanis tato adika even a moment of one's lifetime could not be returned in exchange for millions of dollars therefore one should consider how much loss one suffers if he takes even a moment of his life for nothing living like an animal not understanding the goal of life one foolishly thinks that there is no eternity and that his life span of 50 60 or at the most 100 years is everything this is the greatest foolishness time is eternal and in the material world one passes through different phases of his eternal life time is compared here into a sharp razor a razor is meant to shave the hair from one's face but if not carefully handled the razor will cause disaster one is advised not to create a disaster by misusing his lifetime one should be extremely careful to utilize the span of his life for spiritual realization or krishna consciousness om ajnanati mirandasya gyananjana salakaya chakshur unmilitam yena tasmai shri gurave namaha shri chaitanya manobhishtam stapitam yena bhutale swayam rupakadamahyam dadati swapadantikam vandeham shri guru shri yuta padakamalam shri gurun vaishnavamscha ಶ್ರೀಪಂ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾ ಸಗನಾರಗುನಾಥನ್ವಿತ ಸಜೀವಂ ಸಾಧ್ವೈತ ಸಾವದೂತ ಪರಿಜನಾಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವಂಶಾಖಾನ್ವಿತ 
the supreme personality of godhead has a form of sachitananda vigraha i offer my respectful obeisance unto him who turns the dumb into eloquent speakers and enables the lame to cross mountains such is the mercy of the lord he krishna karuna sindhu dinabandho jagatpate gopesha gopika kanta radha kanta namostute tapta kanchana gaurangi radhe vandhavaneshwari वृषभानो सुते देवी परामा मे हरि प्रिये वाचकोपा सिंधुभ्य पतिता पावनेभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम श्रीकृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभो निनंदीयदिगौरभक्तरिंद हरे कृष्ण हरे कृष्ण 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 हरे 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 रामा हरे रामा राम रामा हरे हरे translation Narada Muni had spoken of a physical object made up of sharp blades and thunderbolts the harias was understood this allegory as follows eternal time moves very sharply as if made of razors and thunderbolts Un- uninterrupted and fully independent it drives the activities of the entire world if one does not try to study the eternal element of time what benefit can he derive from performing temporary material activities yeah this class should have been taken by his grace uh, narsimha kavach prabhu he is here but with his kind permission uh, i'm trying to say few words and i'm sure prabhu will uh, able to compliment me wherever i am missing if there are any gaps thank you so much prabhu so vishnachakravarti thakur commenting on this verse uh, he said that the wheel of time is described as razors and uh, thunderbolts because time gives us uh, that fear when we look at a razor or a thunderbolt we become scared and so therefore the time gives us that fear and it's also described as rotating because time is always moving we say kala chakra although if you look at the time time has no form is neither a circle nor a square nor anything but still uh, the vedic scripture describes it as a kala chakra because it's continuously uh, moving and is described as sharp because it destroys harshly it doesn't spare anyone in the material world however great the person could be or however great the living entity could be but the person has to die or person has to leave the body that's the nature of this material world so therefore kala chakra or the time we can say that chakra could be as a wheel or we can consider chakra also as a cycle so therefore from a vedic perspective the time is a cyclic uh, process in the sense that it starts with satya yuga then it moves to treta then it becomes dwapara and then it kali yuga and then it comes back to once again 
uh, Satya Yuga. So therefore, this is a cyclic. Unlike in uh, Christianity, where they speak in terms of linear movement. So it's a continuous movement on x-axis like. Whereas Vedic, it is cyclic. Or we can also say Kala Chakra as passage of time. So as the time moves, then uh, it's, it destroys everything on its uh, path. And it is subtle. It's not like, uh, it doesn't have a substance. It is not dravya. It is, uh, Akash is considered to be very subtle, but Kala, time, is even more subtle than Akash. It's even subtler than our Ahankar. It is subtler than Mahatattva. It is subtle than Prakriti. Everything is conducted uh, within the time. Srila Prabhupada in Bhagavad Gita, when gives his introduction, he talks about the five basic truths. And the five basic truths are, what are the five basic truths Krishna Prabhupada talks there? Yeah, Ishwara, Jiva, Kala, Prakriti, and Karma. So these are the five basic truths Bhagavad Gita speaks about, and Prabhupada, uh, for our convenience, he opens the uh, Bhagavad Gita with that introduction. And amongst them, except Karma, the rest of them are eternal. Karma, the jiva, experiences so long is in the material world, but once he returns back to the spiritual world, uh, there is nothing like karma. Now, in order to understand the time wheel or the kala chakra, we can only understand based on the instruction we receive from the Vedic scripture that there is a place or there is a domain where there is eternity exists. Whereas here, in this part of the world, it is temporary. So unless we have the understanding that there is an eternal world, we cannot appreciate what is happening here. And a devotee looks at everything from that perspective. Whereas someone who does not have this knowledge, he thinks that, as Prabhupada says, that what that age of 50, 60, or 100 years, he thinks that this is the only age, or this is the time, and whatever the person wants to do, wants to do in this time frame. And no wonder, that's the reason why I find the so-called war which is taking place in Ukraine. Two forces are trying to establish themselves as their ism is superior to others, and therefore they have entered into a war. Both on one side, the NATO-led forces of uh, Biden, the president of the United States, and other side, Ukraine uh, president, they both are happily sitting in their palaces. They are not really worried what is really happening on the front. It's the poor soldiers who are leaving their body. Why? It's because of their individualisms, their individual egos that they are projecting onto the world and saying that this is how you should live, otherwise uh, we'll enter into a war. And this is how the uh, material world works. Now we can also see the Kala Chakra 
to understand because it's talking in terms of the wheel as an analogy from zodiac signs. As the sun moves around the 12 zodiac signs, it is said that we complete one year. So in that sense, we can also understand it is Kala Chakra. But it's also represented as a chakra because a chakra has no beginning and no end. Similarly, the Kala, you can't really say when it has begun and when it will end. And we know that from scriptures, when uh, Mahavishnu glances at the material nature, then the manifestation occurs. And it's all relative in terms of the Kala, because uh, the time span of 100 years, which is said to be the full time of a living entity, is relative to, uh, let's say, the life of Brahma. What we say as 100 years of life of Brahma is different from the 100 years we live and the 100 years of what a small entity lives. It's all relative uh, as a time cycle. And we hear from the 12th canto of uh, Bhagavatam that the time is a force which is destroying everything. Every form is destroyed or rather it expresses in terms of four types of destructions. And they're called the constant, the occasional, the material, and final destruction. Constantly, we are being destroyed. The morning we get up and stand in front of the mirror, and we can say that we are seeing ourselves once again for the first time who we are. Because what we were yesterday, we are different from what we are today. The yesterday's body has gone. Today when I st stand in front of the mirror, I've got a new body. Although my eyes cannot differentiate, but this is the truth of uh, nature. It requires the spiritual vision to understand that yesterday's body is gone and today I'm having a new body and then tomorrow once again when I'm in front of the mirror, I, get, I can see another new body. It's like, I think in uh, two photos are given, two pictures are given to us and we are asked to find out the differences between those two uh, pictures and many a time, if you look at a glance, uh, we can't see really the difference between those two pictures. But when you observe carefully, then we can see there are, maybe in one picture there's no pen, and in another picture there is a pen, or some one picture there is a stroke, in another picture there's no stroke. So you can find some subtle differences between those two pictures or two photos. So similarly, if you observe carefully yourself, uh, compared to yesterday, today maybe you can see some line or some stroke somewhere. Maybe you find that suddenly there's a new hair uh, which has appeared, which was not there yesterday. And I can see in myself how rapidly I have grown. Uh, I'm already having gray hair. I still remember like these kids running to school, which was just a block away from my home in Hyderabad. 
when the school bell used to ring, that the time I would carry my bag and run to the school. And I still remember all my classmates, my teachers with whom I had uh, spent 10 years. That was a school where the entire class has moved for 10 years together. Very rare, but that's how it happened in our age, that we were uh, 25 students in the class. All the 25 students moved from grade 1 to grade 10. And I still remember those, uh, what, was, what happened in those days. So therefore, there is a constant destruction uh, happening. But then when Brahma sleeps, uh, it is said that the, during the night time, then the uh, three worlds are destroyed. And then that is called the occasional annihilation, or in Sanskrit it is called Naimittika. And then when Brahma life is over 100 years, then it is called Prakritika, or the total material destruction uh, or annihilation takes place. So when somebody can understand that this material universe is separate from the absolute truth or the Supreme Lord, then we are, that, that sort of understanding is called Atyantika or the final uh, annihilation or the liberation. That we understand that this material energy is separate from the absolute truth. So at every time, invisibly, the time is transforming the bodies of all created beings. The forms are being continuously destroyed. So in the course of time, it is said that Dukkhavat Anyavar Sukham, or the happiness and distress is placed on the plate of an individual and it is unstoppable. It happens to everyone. Reverses will happen in life. And the final reverse takes place at the time of death. And this is the instruction we find Bhishma Dev uh, gives to Yudhishthir Maharaj. Yudhishthir Maharaj, uh, after the war was over, he was feeling remorse. He said, just to install me on the throne, that the battle was fought. And in this battle, almost... 600 million or 640 million were killed on the battlefield and he could not take that. So Krishna makes the arrangement to say that Yudhishthira Maharaj receives instruction from whom Bhishma Dev, who himself was on the deathbed. And Bhishma Dev gives so many instructions and finally he says, it is the time. But then he says, it's not just the time, but it is the, we cannot understand the plan of the Supreme Lord. So here, it is said that the eternal time is fully uninterrupted and fully independent. Yes, at one, one level it's independent, but ultimately uh, it is under the control of the Supreme Lord because of its, his energy. But what is interesting is, although we see reverses, although we find that uh, the forms are being destroyed and created over a period of time, Yaksha asks this question, what is that which is amazing in this material world? 
and yudhishthira maharaj gives a beautiful answer what was the verse ahani ahani bhutani gachanti amalayam sheshasthavaram ichanti kim ascharyam ataparam that everyone sees that the ones who have come before have died but he thinks that he live forever what is more amazing than this we think that we are going to live uh, always and i find a similar analogy uh, in terms of the pandemic we are experiencing or we have experienced the intensity and still it's going on we think that we'll never will not catch uh, the covid and therefore we do not want to take the vaccine although it's prevalent everywhere we think that well i'm not the person i'm not going to have it or even if i take the vaccine i think those of us who have taken vaccine you go to the doctor the doctor says that it's one in 100000 or one in so many that a person can get a side effect of maybe heart inflammation or something else is happening and i think that i am not that one person it is someone else who gets the inflammation but not me but look at the irony when i buy a tax lotto ticket i think the other way around although it is one in 1 million chances there but I still think that i am the guy who gets the lottery ticket when it comes to something positive in life i feel that i am going to get that but when something is negative in my life i think no i am not going to get it it is someone else who is going to get it and generally we are told that life and death death happens at a later phase of life why should we be worried about it so prabhupad in one of the classes he asked the audience who is the old man who is an old man and everyone was looking who what answer prabhupad would give and prabhupad points at a 5 years boy and he says that he is the old man he did not point at somebody who is having a gray hair but he points at a person who is just a 5 years old boy why did he do that because he says death can come to anyone at any time it has nothing to do with the age because we say that birth old age disease and then death or disease old age and death so death should come after the old age and in this world death can come at any time and since when come to any time anyone so therefore that boy who is 5 years old is the old person i still remember this street where i, I grew up in hyderabad that street we had uh, about 10 properties that is lane when i look back not a single owner of those 10 properties today are alive not a single owner including my parents 
none of them are today alive and where did they go this is the unfortunate part of western world where we don't even see a dead body whereas is a in one sense a fortunate part in india when you walk on the road every alternate day you can see a dead body and we are reminded of the temporariness of this world whereas that is nicely hidden and covered in the western world it's not visible so we are never reminded we think that well as uh, yesha prakshna he said that we think that we are going to be alive here forever because that that vision is not given to us neither it is taught to us in the schools nor the colleges or in the practical world also we never see a dead body i still remember going to a doctor and i said um, i am feeling weak and the doctor she is an md uh, and she says are you vegetarian i said yes is that then you should take meat i said i can't eat i don't eat because i do not want to kill uh, animal she said who is asking you to kill an animal go to coles purchase meat and eat now this is the instruction being given by a well qualified doctor doctors are supposed to be the most intelligent guys at least in australia they said unless you get 99 point some 75 or 8 that at our score you cannot get entry into medical science so they are the cream of the society and the cream is represented by this lady who says that who is asking to kill animal just go and purchase and take it so that's the ignorance in which uh, we are living the so time as you said that has a negative influence or it destroys everything in this world but equally there is a world where time a semblance of time is there but the influence of time as it happens in the material world does not happen there in the spiritual world the time exists in the form of uh, leela going on and the leela between the devotees pure devotees of the lord and the lord himself so there the negative influence of aging birth death old age disease does not occur and therefore here propas says that even if one's lifetime could not be returned in exchange of millions of dollars so he quoting chanakya pandit that when we waste our time here even a second it's gone we don't realize the value of time because the human form of life itself is so rare and this form of life is meant to be used only for one thing that perform your sadhana perform the sadhana of krishna consciousness develop depth of feeling or depth of faith at the lotus feet of the lord through the sadhana develop that faith and the prema and return back home back to godhead 
This is the only reason why a human form of life is given to us. And if we do not spend our time in performing this sadhana and developing the depth of faith in the lotus feet of the Lord and returning back home, back to Godhead, it means that a lifetime has been wasted, a station has been wasted. And we are not sure whether our next life, are we going to get a human form? We don't even know that. So Prabhupada says in the purport that living like an animal, not understanding the goal of life, one foolishly thinks that there is no eternity and that his lifespan of 50, 60 or at most 100 years is everything. So unless we get this knowledge in a disciplic succession, in a bona fide sampradaya, that there is a domain, there is a world where uh, eternity nothing, there's no destruction there exists, we will not make an attempt to reach that place. Because we don't even know that such a place exists. We are living in a world or we are living in a society where everything pertaining to body is a reality. That's what Prabhupada is trying to tell us. That people think that the, the lifespan of 50, 60 or at most 100 years is everything. No one asks this question, who am I? From where did I come from? And where will I go after my death? Everyone knows that they are going to die, but the so-called internet, laptop, computers and so on has given us a covering, an illusionary layer on our consciousness which makes us think that life seems to be eternal and therefore uh, going to pubs in indulging in activities which are not conducive, uh, people indulge and then while away their time without understanding uh, the goal of a human form of life. And Dev Prabhupada says, this is the greatest foolishness. So time is eternal and in the material world one passes through different phases of eternal life. Time is eternal and we pass through different phases of that life. I think we all know that from the scripture or we experience that a person comes into life or existence, goes through those six stages and then disappears. And unless we make understand the, that we are not this body, we are something beyond this body, unless that inquisitive nature or question comes up, we spend our life, as Prabhupada says, that uh, like an animal and leave the body as an animal. And time is ruthless. So time is compared here into a sharp razor. It's ruthless. It doesn't spare anyone. So the time has to be used properly. It's being compared to a razor, just as a blade or a razor, if it is not used carefully, it can hurt the person, injure a person, to the extent that the person can bleed to death. So similarly, the time factor also, if it is not utilized properly, then it, it's like wasting our life.
and the only way one can ensure that the life is not wasted is to not follow one's own intelligence, not to follow one's own mind, but to follow the higher intelligence which comes to us in the form of Guru, Shastra and Sadhu. By following that instruction, we overcome the limitations of the modes of material nature with which we are born, the psychophysical body, and then understand the true purpose of human life and then return back home, back to Godhead. So therefore one is advised not to create a disaster by misusing his lifetime. It's easier than said because we all waste our time. Unless someone is on a pure platform, we waste our time. And these are the reminders to us that one should not waste one's time. And how, how should we not waste our time? Is to cultivate that natural habit of doing any activity with chanting. While holding the beats, yes, you chant, that is one part, but doing any other activity, one should continue to do chanting. In parallel, these two things should go on. It's like in the uni or the college, these days you find children have the earphones. And when you talk to them, it says, well, I'm able to hear you, what you are saying. But at the same time, the person is hearing something else. So equally, if we want to be serious in our devotional life, we should develop that uh, habit or we should be able to develop that skill of hearing Krishna Katha or constantly chanting but at the same time performing our normal material activities. If we can do that, then uh, even at the time when the final reversal takes place in our life, that the time when, when the organs are failing, when everything is failing, still we can chant and return back home, back to Godhead. Because that is the goal of our life. So one should be extremely careful to utilize the span of his life for spiritual realization or Krishna consciousness. So this is the only purpose for which we are given human form of life. To understand who we are, Athato Brahma Jignasa, who am I and what is my relationship with the Absolute Truth and then perform the activity in that sambandha, in that relationship, to realize who we are and return back. And this can be effectively done in the association of our devotees. And this must be done in the association of devotees because they remind us who we are, what is our Sanatana dharma, our natural dharma, our duty. We try to spend much of our time in terms of trying to cater to the so-called temporary duty. That is not Sanatana. Sanatana is that duty of the spirit soul 
which is beyond this body. And to come to that understanding and that conviction that I am not this body but I am a spirit soul, we need the mercy of devotees. Only then that realization dawns, at least theoretically, that I am not this body, I am a spirit soul. And when that dawns, then the journey starts, the journey begins. And we need to begin the journey. And having started this journey, it's our duty, I call this a duty, as uh, legal heirs of Srila Prabhupada's movement, to share this with others. And if we do not share, then we are committing himsa actually. We are committing himsa. I'll give my own personal example in this. I must have given earlier also. It was in 1985, uh, 86, in that period, we had a big clinic in Hyderabad and two families used to come regularly to receive medicine from my father. We were assisting our father and they used to spend hours and hours of time with my father. And both were from ISKCON. They used to chant. They were serious devotees. So much so that one of their daughters married uh, an American devotee and she moved to USA. So to that extent, the family was involved in Krishna consciousness. But they never educated us. They never told us about Krishna consciousness. The result that we lost a golden opportunity of understanding this uh, rare gem of knowledge. And I still regret for that because my father was a very pious person. He gave lot in charity to temples, to brahmanas, but he never chanted because he did not know that he should chant. And here the two families, one was a neighbor. He always used to chant Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. But he never told us that you should chant. This is the reason why we should chant. Take this book, read. If you have any questions, I'll clarify. But please take it. Spend some time. He was our immediate neighbor. He used to spend hours with my father. But he never said to my father. Or to us or as a family. Nor the other family. They were, they were equally highly educated. Actually she was the wife of Vice Chancellor of Banaras Hindi University. And the whole family used to come to take medicine from us. But having taken to Krishna consciousness... They never felt that they should share this with others. And therefore, we say that it's a himsa one is committing by not sharing Krishna consciousness with others 
because you have received a rare jewel and you should share this fortune with others. Just as you have become fortunate, you should give that fortunate situation to others as well. Or give that facility, opportunity. Whether other person takes it or not, it's up to them. But you try to give what best is possible from your end. So when we purchased the Unveiling Lotus Feet uh, book from our Gurudev, he wrote on that book as an instruction. You are all so fortunate that you have received Krishna Consciousness. Please share this Krishna Consciousness with others. So it's not just that we try to become or we try to take this journey, but equally we should facilitate this journey to the extent possible, to the best of our ability with others. So then we can say that we are trying to move from temporary world to the eternal world, but equally we are facilitating or we are allowing this journey to be taken by others as well. A journey where there is no competition, you can take everyone on this path. If you travel on the Princess Highway, there is a crematorium there and there is a big board there. Land is limited. Please, if you want to be cremated here, then book in advance. So therefore, the competition is in this world during the lifetime and even after the lifetime. But in Krishna consciousness, there is no competition. It's available for anyone and everyone. We need to do our little bit and allow others to take to this path. So summarizing this class, today's session, time is Kala Chakra or eternal time, but in this world, it manifests in terms of destruction, whether it is continuous destruction or constant destruction or the final end destruction. But along the way, it destroys everything. But equally, there is a place where the time has a different role. It does not destroy. It facilitates the Leela to take place. So therefore, it is all blissful. And not only that we should take the journey, because the human form of life is only meant for sadhana, to develop the deep faith in the lotus feet of the Lord, and then return back home, back to Godhead. So not only we do that for ourselves, our family, or extended family members, but we should extend this to everyone, at least make our humble attempt on behalf of Srila Prabhupada, on behalf of our Gurudev on behalf of the senior Vaishnavas uh, and thus receive uh, or thus facilitate uh, this golden opportunity to everyone. Yeah, any question or any comment? Yes, Prabhu. Yeah. Right. Sorry, sorry, please repeat. You mentioned the body of today is different. Right. Tomorrow it may be different. Mm-hmm. The thoughts, trends undergo the change. The body itself does. Body is undergoing change. 
it is a body which is undergoing change. Even from the medical perspective, the, the cells die. They are dying every moment. So when the cell dies, it means that the body has changed. If in this body there are, let's say, 10,000 cells, out of 10,000 cells, 1,000 cells have died, and the new cells have come, that 1,000 cells, new cells have come. It means that the old 1,000 cells have gone, the new 1,000 cells have come. It's no longer the old body, but it's a new body. The body itself undergoes a change. There was a time when we were like these young kids. But today, I'm bald, becoming baldy, gray hair, and I can't run like them. So body has undergone the change. There's a physical change happening, or there's a physiological changes happening in the body. It is natural. Science accepts it. And we can, even if the science accepts or not, we are witness to ourselves. We can experience that. Isn't it? You must be experiencing. Where is your body when you were young? It's gone. Where is your youthful body? It's gone. And one day, this body also goes. That's the nature of time. In this world, the nature of the role of time is destruction. Yeah. Yes, Prabhu. Sorry, what's your question then? Not easy because uh, the the whole world, the societies around the globe their only aim is in terms of economic development, which means that the, the cultural values or the, the Vedic values or the Varnashrama Dharma, wherein there is a head who understands the spiritual reality of life, who can guide the uh, administrators, 
administrators in turn who can tell the so-called businessmen what to do, all that has disappeared. Which college, which institution, which school tells us uh, that you are not the body, the spirit, soul? Even a country like in India, where even an ordinary person knows that he is not the body or she is not the body, he or she is beyond the body because they say that it's my karma that I'm suffering or this is my karma, I'm, I'm having some happiness. But how much time do they spend to realize that they are the spirit soul? They are also, uh, they are driven by the so-called economic development. What has changed the world is the connectivity, the internet, the TV. This has brought, this has brought along with it maybe some positive aspects, but the major shift has happened on the negative side because these mass media are not really using their time in order to project the reality. We are we look at the glamour of a cine actress, but we do not look at the cine actress in her real life. We see her on the screen with all cover up, cream and then makeup, and we think that that's what she is. But if you see her in her private life, she's entirely different. That's the covering. And we are enamored by that covering. We look at a sports person, maybe on the, on the field he may be different, but in his private life, look at him. What is his life or what's her life? Entirely different. That we don't understand. Because the mass media projects them as the superheroes. And therefore we become misguided. And hence we should thank those devotees who have walked into our life, who made us become aware of the reality and slowly helping us to travel on this journey of Krishna consciousness. Grandara Srimad Bhagavatan ki jai Srila Prabhupada ki